If you'd like to have all your questions answered on air, call 339-368-8319. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> Whoa! Welcome to Isometric Gaming with Perspective. Uh, I'm Steve Lubitz, and I am joined, as always, by uh, Games Boss at Giant Space Cat and future ruler of the universe, Brianna Wu. How you doing, Bri? I I feel like we're throwing it back. Like we've had a lot of nonsense lately, so yeah. we're we're going we're trying the old retro professional opening to I- Isometric. It's Throwback Thursday. Yeah, it's Throwback Thursday. Of course, of course. <laughs> you seem you seem a little off this week, Steve. You feeling okay? I, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, really. Oh, is, yeah. is that... <laughs> I I don't know why that would be. I, I'm like uh like like a puppy at this point. I'm just okay. kind of you know Okay. <laughs> See, this is why I married my spouse and you married your spouse. Cause like I'm married to Frank Wu because he's like, Adventure, hell yeah, let's go do it. That that dumb idea that's risky and dangerous, I'm all in. <laughs> and that's not really your personality in the same way. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. No, yeah. Our pers- my personality is it's cold outside. We shouldn't go anywhere. And then Maureen agrees. Yeah. And then we're, everybody's happy. <laughs> Let me ask you, have you ever uh, decided to start a, uh, a really big fight with a uh, hate group? <laughs> <laughs> um, get targeted by no, them? no, <laughs> that's generally not on my agenda. All right, all right. Do we have anyone else here this week? By the way, is it uh, just us? No, no. We all we do also uh, have psychotherapist and uh, senior editor from imword dot com and uh, lord of all creatures, big and small. Georgia, Dow. how are you doing, Georgia? Ooh, I think I've been upgraded. Well, mostly platypus. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Georgia, Georgia, now I will make you giant space cat vice president today to upgrade you past that, you know, (laughs) silly degree title that has to do with your degree. I will make you VP of international operations at my company. If if you print me a certificate of that, I'll stick it up on my wall for a week just okay. to see if – well, maybe not a week, a day, just to see if anyone notices and <laughs> asks me, what I is I think that? you should make it in Print Shop 5, you know, one of those banners on the Dot Matrix printer that just printed forever that you can hang over the wall. Absolutely. Do you think that would make people feel safer? Well, it'll, it'll match oh. George's degree. Yeah. Like, it'll be right there, right next to each other, so uh. – <laughs> Love you, Georgia Dow. We're best friends, right? <laughs> Definitely. That's right. We're BFFs. Forever. Panda suits forever. Oh. All right. So so while Georgia accepts her certificate, we should also introduce uh, senior editor at Newsy and Panda's the uh, reincarnated ghost of Isaac Hayes, uh, Mike Sargent. How you doing, Micah? Hello, everyone. How are we all doing tonight? <laughs> Micah, I will make you my latex salesman at Giant Space Cat today. I'll make you v- VP of latex sales. Wait, wait, okay, okay. As long as it's not the same position as me. Who's no, ranked no. higher than Micah or me? Oh, it's going to be like American Gladiators. We have the, the baton. Ooh. Oh, the giant Q-tips. Oh, yeah. but Georgia oh, would be too that. good at that. She has, Yeah, she's got like Taekwondo shark skills or whatever. <laughs> are you? Is your voice the way that it is because you were screaming for joy when you found out that Funko was making uh, Golden Girls figurines? <laughs> Is that is that true? Yes or no? Are they really? Is I, that a joke? I, yeah, no, that's a real deal. That that's is a real really thing happening. that's happening. Wait, 
I only wish that that was the reason why. Uh, Unfortunately, I ran into a bug somewhere and it crawled down my throat and planted its children there. So they are all living inside of me, making me kind of gravelly. Uh, But at some times I sound like a prepubescent boy if I try. So, Uh, Oh my God, they really are. This is no joke. (gasps) Oh my God. Insect Corner with Georgia Dow, followed by freaking out about Golden Girls Funko dolls. With Georgia Dow. Micah, I'm going to give you a little life tip. I'm going to give you a little tip. So, you know, like, what you've got to do is you don't sit there and you go, oh, Georgia Dow is going to beat me. You say, you know what, Georgia Dow? It is on, like, Donkey Kong. Come on, let's go. And, like, that's how you beat Georgia Dow. Like, you get her so excited that she makes a mistake. But if you're like, oh, no, Georgia Dow, don't hit me. Like, you're going to lose. Like, you've got to go for the gusto. Every day, every damn day, I wake up and I'm like, all right, let's do this. And let's take on Georgia Dow. Yes. On Georgia Dow, exactly. Every day. Okay, I think that we should, I think that we should at some point do those, get those, sum, do a sumo wrestling contest in those little sumo suits. I think yes. that's yes. yes. isometric. Seems like, no, no, they'll do it. Haven't you, haven't you incurred enough injuries from this show as it is? <laughs> I'm all in, though. I'm still all in. Are you a runner, Georgia? Can you run? I will challenge you to a long-distance marathon. Sure, sure, I'll okay. run. I'm use All right, bike, let's so. do it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have someone pick me up. And, no, and bring no, me no, to wherever we're going to... when you're not looking. Oh, okay, well, uh... <laughs> we'll see whose dirty tricks are dirtier and trickier. I, I, I know I can win that contest. Dirtier and trickier. <laughs> this is really. I'm not trying to be. I, I'm not trying to be that girl today. I promise. I promise it's just happening naturally. Tomorrow, though, sorry. What are we talking about? Yeah. 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 Uh, Should we get to the show? Do we want to do our special segment now? Do we just want to get like all the stupid out now? We could get all the stupid out of the way now if you want to. If you want to get the stupid, I, I, I mean, I don't know that that's really possible for us to get all the stupid out in the beginning of the show because I think that you know. We're, we've got enough stupid to last us for the entire episode, I think. <laughs> okay. But, but if you want to get this, the, the intentional stupid out of, the sh- out of the way first, we can do that. I think we need, we need to do Brianna's nonsense segment tonight. We need to. Uh, are oh, you all ready? Help me. Are you yes, ready, Micah? We do. Your, your immune system is weakened, Micah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm <laughs> this ready may for not this. Be I good for you. So I thought uh, <laughs> we would call our boss Stephen Hackett at home. Right now. No. On the no, he home. doesn't know about our show yet. <laughs> he doesn't. He's, he's going to find out about our show and go, go cancel us, Georgia. It's going to be bad. Uh, I always oh, say man, live for the moment. So. so just tell him that we're calling oh. from Frisometric and it, it'll be fine. <laughs> Can't we say we're from one of the other shows? Why yeah, don't we just yeah. tell him it's like material or something? Yeah. Hi, this is, this is material. <laughs> this is material. My name is... <laughs> Russell. Yes. Mate. Yes. Russell mate. <laughs> I like koalas. <laughs> Steve, do a good Yasmin. Do a good Yasmin. I, I, I like I like Android watches. I uh, and Android. Wait, wait, no, this is this uh, is how you do a Yasmin. Ask me a question, Georgia. About anything. Uh what is Let's your talk favorite about Android. Pie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Is this relay president uh, Stephen Hackett or co-president? <laughs> Am I calling you at home? Hi. Hey, Stephen. How are you doing? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Welcome. is Stephen here to cancel the show? 
<laughs> Why does he sound so scared to be here? I I don't I, I don't really like this idea that I'm the angel of death. <laughs> <laughs> George and I wanted to invite you on the show today to uh, renegotiate our contracts, and we would like one million dollars an episode each. That's that's what we invited you on the show today for. Well, uh, y'all are really breaking up. It's crazy. I really just had a good. So, Stephen, uh, I think people, that's a yes. Are we supposed to call you? Are we supposed to call you boss? Is it? Is it president? Is it co-president? What is the like? You kind of a Google situation over at Relay, right? Yeah, we opted for the very hip co-founder title. Founder. So Mike and I have the same title, and it's as hipstery as could be. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Can I? Can I run something else by you though? Yeah. Can we try yeah. out another title? How about Supreme Commander? How does that sound? It's, I think it's good. I got to read in my business cards, but I can do them in all black. <laughs> Ooh, yes, Supreme Ooh. Co-Commander. Kylo Hackett. It'll it'll be great. <laughs> Kylo Hackett. <laughs> I don't know if he could hack it. Oh, 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 oh no. no! There are lots no. of dad jokes on this uh, oh, this geez. here this here Skype. Uh, All right, so Stephen, I brought you on I'm the sorry. show today. We we want to find out if you're a real gamer. We want to find out if you're a fake gamer boy. So we we do have some questions that we need to ask you uh, on Isometric today. So uh, are you ready? Are you excited? Yeah, are, are you much of a gamer? Do, do you? No, no, no I'm then not. This is going to be a great segment. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Question number one: Who is the fastest of these video game characters? Mario, Sonic, Donkey Kong, or Paperboy? I'm going to go with Sonic. That is correct. That oh, is correct. That is correct. Awesome. All right, all right. We got question two here. Uh, in the game Halo. What is the name of Master Chief's AI sidekick? Is it Cortana? Is it Arbiter? Is it Guilty Spark? Or is it Hal? I'm going to go with Cortana. That is correct. Yeah. Nice. Nice job. I only know that because of uh, Windows Phone. It's the one time Windows Phone has ever oh, helped anybody funny. in anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Zing. All right. I had my Sonic coin sound too loud there. Sorry. Unacceptable. I was late. I was late on the game. Georgia, you're you're never your your professional mixing career is is not going to happen. Yeah. All right. Okay. This is a hard one. This is getting hard. Okay. What is the bad guy that was introduced in Super Mario Brothers Two? Is it Koopa Troopa, Likutu, Shy Guy, or is it Goomba? I'm gonna go with the only one I recognize. Eyes Koopa Troopa. Ah, nope. He was in uh, the original, both the original. No, that's the wrong one, Georgia. <laughs> that's the that's wrong not sound, correct. Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> bom, bom. Georgia, this isn't kindergarten where we just give out gold stars for everything. <laughs> he was the, he was in the original Super Mario. Sometimes you get nervous yeah. when your when your boss is walking around. I understand? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> oh. That's true. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, which of these video game consoles has the highest number of video game sales of all time? Would it be the PlayStation 2, the Wii, the Nintendo 64, or the Xbox 360? Ooh, that... I'm going to go with the 360. That is correct! Wow! Nice. Bree, can I ask a bonus question really quick? Uh Yes. Uh, So... Which of those consoles 
does Georgia still not own? <laughs> oh, no. Really? Can't we let this one die? No. <laughs> well, I, I actually co-own a Nintendo 64 with my brother, so I'm going to say the Nintendo 64. Well, I can't say whether she owns that one, but she just refuses to get a Wii U. <laughs> That's true. I, I actually have a Nintendo 64. <laughs> uh, all the rest of us own a Wii U. Steve and I have one, so... Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and all, all the cool, all the cool people do. Micah has one, too. Yeah, I have no, one. I'm not even alone. Micah has one. Why don't we all... Why don't we yeah, all... even I have why don't one. We all... Even Micah at Death's Door still managed to purchase a Wii U. <laughs> Yeah, Stephen, uh, Mr. Boss, this isn't my normal voice. Usually I sound a little bit better. I'm trying the mic aesthetic where I get like a throat disease for a while. <laughs> throat disease? It's much more jazz player than it <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome. I like it. I like it. All right, I final that. question. Final video game question tonight. In a fight between you and Mike Hurley, who would win that fight? <laughs> oh, this is very interesting. Are there weapons allowed? There's allowed. a lot of things that there's a lot of things at play here. Mike has an enormous beard that he could smother me with. That's true. That's true. Um, but I have tattoos, and that makes me really much more hardcore. So I'm gonna go yeah. with. Uh, I'm gonna go with me. Well, can your tattoos summon Voldemort though? Because that would be, give you an advantage. <laughs> but other than that, I'm not sure. Georgia hit the coin. That is the correct answer right there. <laughs> we pulled the audience and the audience agrees. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on, Stephen. And uh, please do not cancel our show today. We promise we're going to get better. We're a professional show. We're credit we're to the network. Working towards Thanks for having me. All right. Y'all have fun. <laughs> we will. <laughs> Okay. We're never, we're never going to be having another show again. Are no, we? That's it. no, it's all over. <laughs> Fine. So, should we talk about video games? Let's do it. Let's do it. I heard there's this game that somebody on this show might be interested in called Dankin Rampa. Is that is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> I think Wait. it's Donkin Rampa. Donkin Rampa. Wait, Donkin. Donkin Rampa. Wait, what did you say? Rampa. Donkey Kong. So, what did you say? He's the fastest Nintendo character. The dang, dang it! Wait, what? What did so you the say? Ni- so the ninety-five percent of people who don't own a Vita can actually play Danganronpa now. It's oh. on Steam. It's on Steam. Frank, Frank, <laughs> is And that's on the end Steam. of the show. Thank you so don't much for listening. Right <laughs> wait, wait till she finds out that it's not really on Steam yet. Uh, I gotta go, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> You gotta go play. Okay, I go. So it's, uh, you gotta make time for the important stuff. Yeah, yeah. One of the cool things about being boss is if you don't do work for the afternoon, no one can fire you. <laughs> <laughs> so is that what you do? You're like, hey guys, important meeting. Come on, no, no, I no do, I do. I've done that. I'm like, I've got a very important <laughs> meeting today, guys. Yes. Very, very. I'm very important, yeah. legitimate businesswoman. Do, 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 do. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, um, Danganronpa came out today, and it is a really, really, really excellent uh, translation. I wasn't, I didn't know it was coming over to uh, OS ten as well, but I would say this is actually the definitive way to play Danganronpa. Uh, the graphics are much sharper than they are on the Vita, and the frame rate is much uh, better. 
I'll say the the controls are a little bit awkward, you know, like because you have to scroll through so much text um, that it does kind of get tiring to keeping on clicking the mouse button. It's like you're playing Diablo. You'll be fine, Steve. But for normal people, um, yeah, it's a lot of clicking through text. No, it's a really it's a it's a wonderful story. And the uh, the premise is uh, 16 students are locked into a high school. Basically, they have to enter this killing game that's set off by Monokuma, who is controlled by the mastermind. And the idea behind it is you have to murder one of the other students in the school and get away with it. So if you are the blackened, yeah. Yeah, that's this that's sounds it. Like like it's, the Hunger Games gone wrong. Yeah, it's like a Hunger Games or Battle Royale type of thing. It's yeah. very dark, very dark, but very very well written. You know, and then if you become the blackened and you get away the with uh, murder, and they don't figure out who did it, the blackened—that's the <laughs> their term for the murderer. Um, then you get to oh, okay. leave the school, and everyone else is killed. Ooh, I don't know. Uh-huh. Or vice versa, if they figure out who the blackened is, then you get executed executed in front of all these people's eyes so it's a really really dark game because like you don't know when any of these characters you care about are going to be murdered and then like you have to figure out who murdered your friend and then murder them like over and over until there's no one left i mean steve you've played it what are what are your thoughts on it i mean it's very dark it's i mean the state they do a really good job of making you care about the characters almost to a fault i think it's the kind of thing that if you hadn't recommended it as highly as you did i wouldn't have played it a because it's way darker than the kind of stuff that i usually consume now and also because it's it's kind of like a like a phoenix wright type of game it's like a visual novel almost i mean there are some some more interactive elements but it's basically the most of the gameplay involves going around the school and looking for clues and then trying to piece things together until you get to the actual trial part of the game. Right. But it, it, the, the story is extremely well done and, and the characters are extremely well written, but you have to be in a certain frame of mind in order to be able to enjoy it because it's, it's incredibly dark and depressing. The story. I guess <laughs> compared to my life, it doesn't seem that dark. So well, yeah, <laughs> take it for what you will. I'm not even being joking right now. Yeah, um, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, compared to, I could see it being, you know, a light escape for, for given what you're, <laughs> given what you you generally deal with. But it, it's, you know, it's it's the kind but, of thing like I don't watch The Walking Dead for that reason either, right? So it's like, but, I it's, mean, yeah. To be fair, Steve, like yeah. your your tasting games is. Um, I mean, like, I love Resident Evil. And, George, I give you a lot of static about, you know, Lord of uh, Lord of the Rings. But, it's a, you know, it's a mature tale. So, well, yeah, I, I don't I don't mind gore. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily either in the right circumstances. But I think that, like, the like the whole dark despair thing is is kind of what gets me. Like, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate lately and I've actually been really enjoying it. But it's not grimdark. You know what I mean? Like there's actually kind of a comedy element to it at some in some parts of the game and like the interactions between Evie and Jacob are actually kind of they like they do a pretty good job of keeping the mood kind of varied and not being grimdark all the time, which is which is kind of what what gets to me. Like if it's a grimdark game, like I just can't I get overwhelmed and I can't really enjoy it. But it that's Ooh. not to say that I don't I can't enjoy a game that has violence or that has 
gore or or killing or whatever i do in in occasion but it's not it's the grim dark games that kind of don't appeal to me as much okay now is the is the point of the game like do you walk around like cuz i i i know nothing of this game so is it like a first person game or do you see it like third person and you have to walk around and try to sneak around and kill people without getting caught? And no, how would no, you no. get caught? I don't well, understand there are, that. there are a million different kinds of, of gameplay in this game. So it's a visual novel, right? So a lot oh. of the game, you sit there and okay. you read it, and you pay attention to clues. It's really important to read the plot and pay attention to it. And so then there's a school that's represented in 3D, but it's basically walking from point A to point B, right? Like, oh, they said I needed to go to the AV room. Let me go over there. The trials themselves um, have like a ton of mini games to go along with it. So like people will say things on screen and you'll have to like figure out one word in it that is inconsistent and you'll hit it with the truth bullet. So like if, um, you know, Georgia said, Hey, I infected Micah with a deadly (laughs) virus and it was Steve that was infected with the deadly (laughs) virus. Then I would fire the truth bullet deadly virus at Micah. And then you would have like shown that that was a lie. And it's a bunch of different gameplay mechanics like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, like Phoenix Wright is a good is kind of a good example where you're you're kind you're you're generally trying to solve a murder mystery almost, and it's okay. So you're you're not generally you're not doing the one doing the killing. I don't I don't know if it changes towards the end, but typically you're the one who's trying to solve the murder to expose the person who did commit the murder, so that they and then so you end up killing them kind of indirectly by outing them as the murderer and then having them be caught. But, I mean, the thing that makes this game so good is you care about these characters so much. Like, I love Junko Endoshima. Like, she is, like, one of my favorite characters in the history of games. Monokuma is an awesome, awesome villain. And, I mean, you know, you get to know these people so much that, like, when you see a screenshot of them, you you feel joy because you feel so much attachment to them. And in that same way, it hurts so much when they die. Like, you feel like your heart has been ripped out. I remember playing a game, and it was, like, on the Sega CD. And every time you put the CD in, it was a different... It was similar to that. Like, it was a, a mystery, and you had to try to solve it. But it was different every single time. Or will this be exactly the same person? Exactly the same thing every time. Okay, 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 okay. So... No spoilers. Okay. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a linear story. It's not a it, it's not like procedurally generated or anything like that. It, it's a linear story and 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 what's interesting is that they have these segments, you know, after every case where you're just kind of walking around and talking to people and and making small talk and free time. There's yeah, there's like this free time segment segment where you're just kind of getting to know people before you actually get into the nitty-gritty of um, of, of trying to solve the murder, which is it takes a little bit of getting used to, especially like the, for the first case, it takes a couple of hours before you even really get into the gameplay of the game. But it, it's an interesting way to kind of help you build relationships with these characters before you just get kind of thrown into the the meat of it. Ooh. Yeah, I love this game so much. So <laughs> anyway, it's out on OS 10 today. Um, it runs really well. Uh, you know, the, the 12-inch Retina MacBook is probably the weakest Mac that has shipped in a long time. 
it runs fine on mine, like no problems whatsoever. Nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say like go and get it. It's only $20. It's more than worth it. So, you know, and then you'll have something to talk to me about on Twitter because like if you tweet me like, hey, I want to talk Dank and Rumpa, like I will respond to you. So <laughs> there are many things that she will not respond to. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're doing that. That's right. Then yeah. you know that, and and usually in Bree's office, if you're she's not like answering you, it's probably because she's like you're going to hear this on the outside <laughs> yeah. of the door. Yeah, it, it's like it's Wait. like the password that gets you into the secret clubhouse. You say Danganronpa when they open up the little slidey thing for the eyes, and then <laughs> or Peggle, yeah. Oh, by oh, the way, Bree, the, the Steam well, page Georgia. says that it has full controller support, so you can uh, press buttons on like a Dual Shock rather than clicking endlessly yeah i bought a steam controller today Did you? Uh, for How that is very it? reason i i don't know it has to ship to my house so oh so you ordered it you i will let you, you know when it gets here yeah yeah okay very for, excited did, about it so you got that for xcom or that's the only controller that works with xcom i think xcom too you know the experience is so terrible with xcom that i read that it had support and i find like you own xcom too right like i saw you yeah. did on my steam page does it run on your mac at all because it's garbage on mine it run it runs poorly but it runs it doesn't give me the i know you were saying that you had a lot of frame rate issues with xcom too and i haven't seen that but what i ha- what i am seeing is that when i launch it it gives me like the you know when it auto detects the graphics like everything is set as low as it can possibly go so i've got a retina a retina macbook pro and it's got the resolution set to like 720p and it looks awful just because everything's so pixelated yeah and i don't know if it's a if it's a factor of the graphics or something else but it's just annoying to play because the turns just take forever in between each turn you just spend it feels like you spend more time waiting than you do actually playing the game. I know that they had a patch uh, this week for the PC version, but that doesn't seem to have made it to the Mac version. So I, I don't imagine that anything's improved since That's then. exactly my problem with it, because yeah. I've played so much of it on um, you know, iPad at this point, and then you try to play it. I couldn't play it on 720 because you can't even make out the UI, you know, because there's some really small stuff there. Uh, so I tried bumping it up a little, and it's just, it's, it's flat on unplayable. Yeah, I, I think the only reason it works on my MacBook is because it's it because I had the scale I switched it to the scaling so it it yep. blew everything up so I think that's the only reason I was able to see anything but it's mm. it's not pleasant to play on a Mac right now and it, and it's funny because they went through the trouble of releasing this for the Mac but then the the system requirements are such that you have to, you pretty much have to have a discrete graphics card in order to run it yeah and there are so few Macs that have discrete graphics that it almost seems like why bother yeah i mean mine does because i very deliberately haven't upgraded and you know my 2013 macbook is actually faster than yours you know yours has like 10 times better battery life but you know micah you're all quiet this week do you want to play xcom with me do you want to <laughs> do you want to play uh, no but i actually think that uh going back to what we were talking about before with uh danganronpa the mini games sound like a lot of fun and sound like right up my alley like they're rhythmic you know like typing out the buttons to talk to characters and um shooting things to spell out the clues and shooting the truth pull bullets and um comic strips to depict events of a murder i was reading about that sounds like a lot of fun um so that's a game that's right up my alley um 
and kind of fits within the kind of thing that I like. Uh, so yeah, I, I could see checking it out, but Brie, you and I both have that same, uh, MacBook. So I could probably run XCOM. Okay. Because we have the discrete graphics chip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you can tell me, Micah, this is just us right now on the air <laughs> beneath that okay. friendly facade. Do you, do you have a heart of darkness? <laughs> do you have that? <laughs> Is there a killer inside you just ready to play Danganronpa? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. That is the right answer. Good, good. I liked how uncomfortable he was before he answered. Yeah. That. Is the FBI going to come to my house? I know they're He's following like, oh, me. I can be tough when I need oh. to be. Are people listening to this? <clears throat> right. Is this going out to uh, lots of people? I don't know. Do o- only on the adult no. contemporary radio station. No, no one, no one's listening to the show, so you yeah. really don't have to worry. So, what about all those people that tweeted at me talking? I, I got some tweets, some more tweets uh, suggesting what I should do with my beard. <laughs> what did, did you? Say? Did you? Now I know what it feels like to be a woman every day. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Why, oh, are you, you should smile. Have, you are should you saying smile. I have a beard? No, gosh, no. Oh, like, you should smile or you should change your hair this way. They're like, uh, I think that you should keep the beard. I think that you should get rid of the beard. And again, I'm not sliding those listeners because it's not like an individual thing. It's just like whenever they're all coming at you, it gets a little funny after a while where you're like, hmm, maybe I'll decide what I want to do with my beard or not. It's so funny. That doesn't, I love that. I'm all good. You can tell me what you want. I don't have. Oh, beard. I love like, it hopefully too. Hopefully I don't. Like, at least if I do, I. I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for you. No, no, no. But actually, I think that it's fun, too. I, I don't mind hearing from people. Um, and there have been some really, really kind things that have been said. So I, I they've, they've been overall positive. I just thought it was funny. It was like the, the beard thing has been something that people have latched on to uh, over the past few episodes. So I, I sent some mean comments out. You didn't get those ones. Oh, no. I see. I don't follow. I don't let egg characters <laughs> follow me. So me. I blocked all the eggs no even the falcon eggs uh, even the falcon eggs uh an update on the uh oil wrestling front uh russell says right. that he's he's not he's not down to oil wrestle but oh. he is down he's down to have what he calls a beard fight wherein uh two people come together and rub their beards together and the first person terrible. to give in due to friction <laughs> is the loser that sounds hot that, that sounds, sounds really incredibly hot. australian yeah. Yeah. Is that what it sounds. sounds incredibly wrong now, are you doing this while sitting in the pouch of kangaroos? Because <laughs> if that's the chase, then that's okay. I mean, obviously. Right. And there better be growling koalas nearby. <laughs> are there any other kind of koalas? Uh, they're, no. They're vicious. But ko- koalas growl to attract mates. And since they're always, you know, trying to attract mates to procreate and spread chlamydia, I don't <laughs> think that there is a such thing as a non-growling koala. Well, they'd obviously be growling if you were nearby because they'd be trying to attract you as a mate. <laughs> Especially if I'm rubbing my beard with an Australian man. <laughs> you can get arrested in some states. About, about koalas? They're, they might have to, like, kill koalas. They might have to actually, like, get rid of some koalas because of the... Are you, are you growling That's to attract them? What just happened? Is there a growling koala in Bree's house right now? <laughs> what is going on? Oh. Thank you, Frank. So there was a there was forum posts over on the far over on the Firewatch forums because there was a 
person who posted and said that they love the game and they loved it a lot, but it was only two to three hours and they were considering whether they should be asking for a refund, despite the fact that they've played the game, finished the game and really enjoy the game. And, and they were posting this on the like official games, the game's official forums, no less. And they played the whole game and they wanted a refund. Yeah, because oh Steam's gosh. refund policy, which we talked about a few months ago, uh, allows you to get a full refund as long as you have played less than two hours of the game. Now, in the case of something like XCOM 2, where you bought you, like me, buy the game without looking at the system requirements and then find out that it barely runs on a Mac, it, that, mm. that, ref, that refund policy is actually a really good thing, even though I ended up buying it through Amazon because I had a gift certificate, so I couldn't do that. Wait, I can get a refund? Can I still get a refund on it? Uh, if you've played it less than two hours, I think you might be able to if yeah. you bought it through Steam. Okay, thank you. So that that might be something to look into. But if for something like Firewatch, where the game is short, then and it's possible to play through the entire thing, you know, before the the refund pol- the refund period is ended, that could be a real problem for for developers who are making kind of shorter narrative type games. And and there was this really lovely response from Jane Eng, who's one of the artists at Campo Santo, who makes Firewatch, her. talking love talking her. about. Um, it was really beautiful, like just talking about like all the things that they did for the past few years and all the risks that they take that they took to m- get this game to happen. And, um, you know, do I blame you for wanting to get the most out of your money? No. But, you know, that's also why we asked for the for eighteen dollars, because we thought it was a fair price and just trying to convince this person, um, you know, not to not to refund. And, and eventually they didn't. But there have been a, a number of other people based on some of these. Uh, some of these stories that ha- that absolutely have Bree. I know that that's something that's kind of close to your heart. With uh, you know, on the on the verge of releasing Rev sixty on PC and on Steam, and Rev sixty is long. I think longer than Firewatch, but the shorter on the on the edge of where somebody could potentially run these shenanigans too. It it worries us every single day. Air studio, Steve. I mean, it does. Uh, we're terrified of this, especially with you know the the higher profile uh, place that I'm in. Um, yeah, it's really scary. I mean, what scare terrifies me more is, you know, people interpreting me as some enemy of gamers and, you know, harassing my employees. But, you know, getting a refund, that, that certainly, um, it terrifies us too, you know? So, um, you know, I, I thought her, her, what I like about Jane is she's, you know, she just, she really speaks from the heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, you know, it was clear that she didn't sit down and put a lot of thought into it. She was just typing it off the top of her head, which I thought made it very genuine. Every detail you see in a game, someone has worked their butt off on it in ways that would take you a long time to explain. <laughs> like, really? Uh, you know, so it's like, you know, it's not hard. You just need to uh, appreciate the work. I mean, I don't think there's much more to say here. I'm more interested yeah. to talk about the game itself. Ethical disclosure, they were nice <laughs> enough to give me a code. Um, like, I read that from Jane. I was like, oh, can I have a free copy to talk about an isometric? <laughs> and she gave me one. Uh, and I I can tell the listeners like it is uh it is a really 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 good game you know we talk so much in this industry about wanting to make experiences that i wouldn't call the georgia dow experiences you know murder simulators where you're killing thousands of orcs i there's, am a peaceful person <laughs> very peaceful georgia uh, there's so peaceful. many of those games peace out mother. there very peaceful love peace 
except for orcs, and then you have to free them from their suffering. Orcs and koalas, yeah. Freeing people from suffering in video games. So what I liked about (laughs) Firewatch is it is one of the best executions of a nonviolent game I've ever seen. And it really is like taking uh, Far Cry and just taking all the guns and explosions out of it. (laughs) And you're just wandering around the woods and looking at a map there. And the entire game really happens more in your head as um, you're you're hearing these conversations between two people. I I think I'd have two big concerns about it. One, um, you know, for a game that, I, I have to admit, I don't know anyone else on Campo Santo's team. So for a game that... Jane is really the only person I know there. I was kind of disappointed by how many of these kind of masculine tropes it just falls into. Uh, Like the game opens with a woman in the refrigerator trope. I mean, no one's murdered, but it's functionally the exact same thing. You don't know this, Georgia? I know we've talked about this on this show because I've learned about this from this show. Yeah, so the woman in the refrigerator trope is it started in comics. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Green Lantern. I think it was maybe? Gail Simone. Yeah, it was. It was my friend Gail Simone. I think that started this list of uh, comic books that uh, had women being butchered, raped, murdered, sacrificed, depowered, or otherwise undergo a tragedy to send a dude off on a big adventure. And, you know, it's obviously a very very sexist trope, and it happens repeatedly. I was really disappointed to see this game opens up on that trope. It's not just that. The Mm. entire thing really falls into, you know, it's just kind of uncomfortable the way women are treated overall in the game. And, you know, I think it's to its credit that the the woman this kind of the 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 co-protagonist the deuter protagonist uh you know she doesn't like fit a archetype but they still get her voiced by this woman that sounds a little sexy all the time and you know i just i was very uncomfortable with the way the game treated women overall that said this is a very it's a very cerebral deep story and it's well worth your time so sorry i didn't mean to ramble about that <laughs> No, um, this this game is just visually stunning. Um, yeah, it looks beautiful. Really, you think it's visually stunning? It does. I mean, from the screenshots, at least it, it looks it looks very pretty. And apparently, there's some sort of a mode in the PC version where you can actually get like physical prints made of screenshots that you take in the game that people have been okay. taking advantage of. So let me let me be clear here. I'm not approaching this from the from the perspective of a game designer. Um, I'm approaching this from the perspective of a graphic designer um, and the uh, kind of a, a film critiquer, I guess. And the the color choices that are made here and the subtle lighting effects and and those types of things are. It, it reminds me of like a Pixar film, uh, which I also find visually stunning. Uh, but in you know when I was watching this back, no, it, it doesn't rival some of the best video games out there in terms of the way that they look i just this is like a it's a different kind of thing it's a different kind of uh visually pleasing to me where it's more along the lines of like very uh deliberate choices made for this art style that make it stand out that make it feel different that make it feel very considered um and that's that's what i mean by that and i just i think that there's a a lot of eye candy shots it's it's definitely beautiful i i think i would call it a very stylized i I think they pick their color choices and they pick their battles 
very, very well. I would say on a technical level, this game is really basic. The truth is you don't need like SSS shaders to for this story. It's it's completely unimportant and you don't need particle effects. What you do need is the tone of the the, the color of the sky to match the mood of what the scene is. So I, w- I would definitely agree with that. It's worth saying that at least a couple of the people who were in, um, higher up at Campo Santo came from Telltale. And you can kind of tell that it's kind of got a lot of those Telltale like art style choices in, in at least from what I've seen in the screenshots. It looks a lot like you would expect to see in like a later Telltale game as well. I, I guess I would say this. I think there's there's certainly a frustration with, you know, what I call Georgia Dow syndrome in the game industry. And I think I think there's <laughs> yeah. pent up I think what? there's pent up demand for something different. And and this is a good yeah, execution yeah. of that. Um, you know, is this game of the year? No way. But it's it's a very good game. And you know, like it's I mean, it's a great four hour movie that you get to experience. And I think it's it's really saying wait, something. What, what, wait, what? Wait, go back. Yeah. What's Georgia Dow syndrome? <laughs> Georgia. Like, it sounds like what? Like, like Micah caught. He's like sick with it. No, it's this, it's this, uh, you know, it's this hyper-violent tendency uh, to make games in the video game industry. I'm going to go on an NPR tomorrow. I'm on NPR tomorrow. When I'm talking about hyper-violent games, I'm just going to slip in on NPR. Georgia, Georgia Dow Syndrome. Syndrome. <laughs> and I'm just going to say yes. it. It's going to completely slip yes, by. Do it. We're going to see what happens. Yeah, it's this, uh, this tendency to make hyper-violent orc simulators. And then we'll have a 24-hour... Uh, a 24 hour streaming marathon of, of Shadow of Mordor, you yep. know, to find a cure for Georgia Dow syndrome. I don't think this is a thing. I think that it's, it's, peaceful. it's a peaceful syndrome where where people want better for um, creatures that were created just to hurt other creatures, where you are giving them another path, a path to happiness. Okay, Georgia. I know this great therapist, Georgia Dow. She can really help you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give you her number. She's great. Yeah. Very good person. <laughs> Please not on the She has some videos. <laughs> I'll send you. Well. <laughs> Anxietyvideos.com. That can help you, George. Anxiety dash videos. Uh, Come on. You got to remember the dash. Uh, Is that it? Is it a dash or a hyphen? It's nothing without the dash. <laughs> Is it I a don't backslash? Know. The dash. Not a backslash. Anxiety uh, backslash. George Dow like only violent. uses forward slashes. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Anxiety smiley emoji dot com. You can't you can't assassinate orcs with a backslash. Come on. No, of course not. Of course not. I'm freeing them. I'm not assassinating. Uh, Oh, excuse me. Free. You can't free orcs from their suffering with a backslash. Georgia Dow's weapon of choice is a forward slash. All right. I sound like I could uh, (laughs) like do the trailers for movies. You could could. in a world. In a world. Where Georgia Dow uses front slashes as weapons, where she dives with sharks, where she swims within lava, you will be unable to defeat her. She will pour her maple syrup traps on you, and you will be consumed. All right. Do we, do we, can we have any listeners that we can help before we go too far oh, down this rabbit hole? Oh, I think that oh. everyone's avoided us now. Yeah. No one wants help now. So we had lots of technical problems before the show. So there were some wonderful calls this week that we will play next week. I promise. I'm going to get okay. my stuff together, guys. Okay. <laughs> it's 
Are we going to do the written questions? We're going to do the, the written questions, yeah. Okay. Written calls and and we, I have, I have uh, Charles's follow up question queued up if we want to do that too. Let's do it. Let's do it okay. first. Oh, we have to. We yeah, so, Char- so Charles called in after we, uh, we, we helped him with his Falcon problem. Oh, good. So, okay, so here we go. Hello, Isometric. Uh, this is Charles from the Philippines. I have some questions again. Uh, th- this time, though, let's put a twist to it. Uh, the hosts can only answer the question in one of three isometric adjectives. They can claim it's Kylo Ren creepy. They can say it's Simone weird. Or they can say it's Georgia adorable. So the situation is you're going to receive a present and I will tell you who the present is from and what the present is. And then hopefully you can answer in uh, one of those three adjectives. So first for Mika, what if Russell gave you his beard? <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna pa- I'll pause that here so you can respond in time, Micah. So, so if Russell handed you his beard, and and Charles doesn't specify if it's actually still like attached to skin or not, but right, is it like one piece, <laughs> and I could just take it and put it on my face? Um, I'm gonna have to say, if someone gave me, yeah, my voice is changing now. I've been talking too much, but uh, if someone gave me their beard, especially from my dear, uh, what did I call him? Fine piece of koala meat friend. <laughs> Uh, I would have to call that B, Simone Weird. And then this one is for Steve. Uh, I had to research this to make sure uh, you actually watch this movie. So what if Maureen gave you a pre-Gremlin Mogwai, you know, uh, with instructions (laughs) not to water it and not to feed it after midnight? So if she gave me a Mogwai that... Well, okay, so Gizmo's cute, right? Like, Gizmo yeah. is not the problem. The problem is once... <laughs> not all Gizmos. You don't listen to the to the instructions. So I would say that would be George Adorable. Because <laughs> George Adorable, I guess, is that what... It's, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but... Yeah, George I, I would. I actually had a stuffed Gizmo when I was growing up. <gasps> Did so, you? Yeah, I, it may actually still be in the basement. I may still have it. My parents didn't throw away anything. They just handed it all to me and said, put this in your basement. So I may have it in my basement somewhere, but I had a stuffed gizmo growing up. Even though I never, I didn't watch the movie until I was older, but I, I would say that would be George Adorable, as long as we fed it and didn't let it turn into a monster. And then for Georgia, what if uh, Rene gave you one of those Boston Dynamics reindeers? Oh, Bree, you didn't get so, a present? Uh, so the Boston Dynamics reindeer, like the robot reindeer that they were showing around Christmas time. Okay, okay. That would be Kylo Ren creepy, but I want it. <laughs> Anyways, just because think about because like having that. Kylo like no Ren one's creepy. gonna no one's gonna break into your house if you have one of those there, right? It's not beware of dog. It's beware of a Boston <laughs> dynamics anything. Because if you've ever seen Big Man, True. Big Dog, or the reindeer, you're not going in. There's no way, it doesn't matter how tough you are. No one's going to test this. Doesn't matter if you're Brie Woo, you're not going in. Brie might go in, but but everyone else. And our guys where Brianna wants to go. <laughs> robots or <laughs> no stopping, robots? Nothing stopping the Woo. Okay, and, and here's here's the last one. Brie, I know Frank gave you uh, this pillow, but what if you suddenly received a 
Monokuma plushie from the Hope Hope's Peak Academy. So oh. those are my questions. And then okay. I already have a Monokuma pillow from the Hope's Peak Academy. Unfortunately, <sighs> I'm looking at it right now. There's so a whole. Tell me. Remember the tell murder me, pillow? What did you feel? Remember the murder pillow oh, episode? Oh, the murder pillow. One of yes. The, yeah. Yes, it's that. Yeah, a classic episode oh of Isometric. Oh yeah, when I saw that, I was like, oh my god. Of course, Brie already owns one of those. Why wouldn't she? Of course, she? I do. I saw that and said, "Put that in my house." <laughs> then what would I what? And what rate was it. it? What would you rate it? Uh, it's not very comfortable, so a one. <laughs> would you call that George adorable? No, no, I would <laughs> not. No, George is much less disturbing than Monacuba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that was a compliment. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Was, take what you can take get. It's a shady compliment. I mean, if um, yeah, 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 yeah. So if you can get one eye to glow, I'll I'll consider it. Uh, okay, that sounds creepy. That, that's I, challenge that's accepted. Kind of creepy. Yeah, I'm thinking. I have that. I have that hack that I do on my iPhone where I make the little tiny lens that makes it a black light. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I could, I could theoretically make one eye glow. You know what? You know what? We just need to we need to discuss this for a second. Georgia, you know, she she tries to pretend like she's just, you know, a very well-rounded person who who does normal things and doesn't Lies. take like like terrible terrible risks. Well, she just decided that whenever the internet is telling you, "Hey, maybe don't set your phone back to January 1st of 19 whatever it was or else it'll brick your phone." 70. Then who goes along and does it anyway? Georgia, chicken parts Dow goes along and does it anyway oh dear you give you're supposed to be reducing my anxiety you're supposed to be reducing my anxiety but you gave me so much more anxiety as i heard you recounting the going back date by date by date people i think people loved watching me almost break my phone i think it was one of the most popular i got most tweets from people being like yeah Yeah. destroy your phone so yeah people also liked when people put the iphones in blenders and saw if they would blend or not so you know yeah yeah. People also like watching people fight each other until there's blood. So, you know, yeah. people, people talking about people. So what else are we talking okay, about well, today? Hang on. He's, some questions well, Charles is still, he's, he's, oh, Charles is yeah, he's still wrapping. Oh, sorry, my Charles. goodness. Sorry, Charles. I think Georgia's Falcons have arrived. I don't think those are falcons. I think those are transformer falcons. I, I think Charles may have just gotten abducted by aliens. I, I, is this is that what happens on the X Files? They're alien the falcons. They're alien falcons. I think they're, now you're getting into like Captain Falcon is what is what you're getting into. Lord Falcon. Oh boy. So so what other what other questions do we have that don't involve uh, falcon alien falcon abductions? We have a couple of questions from Shmuley, and I'll just pick one. We'll, we'll see if we can answer this one. If not, I have a different one. Uh, my, fi- my fiance is vision impaired. She can see to some degree, but she's legally blind, and I'm having a hard time finding a game she can play on the Xbox One, uh, let alone play with me. Do you have any ideas? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What about, like, a, a rhythm game? What kind yeah. of rhythm games would work well with that? Like, uh, Space Channel 5 would work well. Yeah. You could definitely or, or play Space Rock Channel Band, 5. Maybe. 
You know, you know what? Because I was, yeah, I, I did band. a, How would you play I did rock a, band? I actually did an episode of a friend show a few weeks ago with someone who's uh, completely, completely blind, and he said that he he actually plays Mortal Kombat. Um, he wow. just, yeah, he's just learned how to do it, which I don't think is really, you know, what this what what Shmuley's looking for. But but what he did say is that uh, Rock Band worked really well because he was able to do the vocals. And if you turn it down low enough, it doesn't. You don't need to see it to know if you're singing in tune or not. And then you can do the vocals while somebody else is playing on guitar or drums. So that's definitely an option. Um, there's also some options. It's not on the on the Xbox, but like games like Five Nights at Freddy's sound is really important. And so the the best way to play Five Nights at Freddy's so that you can tell which way the creatures are coming is by using your stereo earphones. And if you have someone listening and someone else playing, and they can tell you whether the creatures are coming from the left or right it will save your game and that's how it makes it really easy to survive five nights at freddy's so that would be nice that they could play together there's a set of party games uh that i actually mentioned on a show of isometric i think back when i was uh guesting on the show um and i apologize that i can't remember exactly what they are right now and it might not be exactly the jackbox games yeah the jackbox games so um with those uh they're party games that mostly rely uh, or that rely very little on you know trying to see when an enemy is coming at you or something and it's more about the people in the room interacting rather than what's happening on screen and those are available for xbox and they're a lot of fun and, and big groups um so yeah i mean it, it's it's probably not the ideal like um you know sit down and play a fighting game or something like that but i think that uh it's one that can be easily uh played with uh you know a bunch of people or even with a few people um and doesn't require necessarily having to see everything that's happening on the screen so here are some some audio games that that you can try out and see. So they're they're almost like like a choose your own adventure. They're read to, and you you have simple controls to walk and turn. Um, so there's something else, and that's for iOS. There's uh, Nightjar, and there's Three Monkeys, and then Blindside. Um, and so these are games that are said to be for those. Um, that are uh, audio games so you could try that out and that might work out as well but these are not like these are pc mac um and ios games and papa the papa sangre games too right i think those are audio only games also if i remember correctly I've never played them, but I've heard I've heard that they're really good. And and I'll yeah. I'll put a link to um to Liam Irvin's sites also. He actually develops he actually developed an audio only platformer. Um so that you can I'll I'll put a link to his site also and that's those are also some games that you could check out. Yeah, and it also depends on on how how visually impaired she is. So she might not be fully blind, um, not be able to see the screen. It might be just difficult in a, in a large game or on a large screen. It might be able to. So I'm not really sure um, for that, and that might make a difference. You know, I have to admit this. This entire conversation is making me uncomfortable, and I was trying to figure out why. And you know, it it feels like you know we're all people that don't suffer from this problem, and we can guess about it and look stuff up on the internet. That's kind of obvious. It doesn't. I feel bad because I can't really answer this question the way that I want to. Does does that make sense to you guys? And I I don't want to presume to understand the subject when I don't. So I I, I just want to be straight and say I I can't honestly help you that much, and I wish I could. Um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So what, what you could do is is try them out and let us know 
what she found, yeah. if any of those were helpful, and then let us know. So for other people, yeah. Yeah. For me as a game developer, it is, you know, um, it's, it's hard because you want to include as many people as possible, like colorblind mode. That's a relatively simple change. And, right. you know, like it's something you definitely want to add if you can. So like I, I would welcome that information. So yeah, yeah. there we go. That's why diversity on a team is so important because you'll see the yeah. um, world in a different way. So Slingertail asks a very important question. If all four of us fought in a Pillowmania death patch, who would win? Me. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think it's going to be Brie because she's she's uh, practiced up, but uh, <laughs> Georgia would come in close second. Yes. So uh, Georgia, you uh, you know, I if I was like betting on it, if I had to bet money, I would uh, have more of an opportunity to win because you'd be the surprise winner um, if you did win. <clears throat> but uh, I think that Brie is the easy choice for for leading the revolution in pillow warfare. I'm I'm sending my falcons. This is what you need to know about Brianna Wu. Have have any of you been watching The Expanse on Sci-Fi? No, yes. I've heard it's no. good though. Oh, it's so it good, good, Micah. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I love the in. author. I love the author. I love okay, the author. The it's one of my I'm, favorite I'm people. It, it's by James it S. E. Corey. Um, so he has a character on that show named Avasarla. And uh, can we just take a moment and Don't note, tell me too much. I, I'm just going to tell you in the aggregate. Uh, can I tell you how rare it is to see a woman that's like in her 50s, like portrayed as a main character in the show where she's not like a grandmother or something? So she's basically right. uh, yeah. the uh, assistant secretary to the uh, general of the UN on the show. So yeah. this is a character that I love and I fiercely identify with. And they have this story on the show with Avisarla where one of her lifelong friends talks about uh, when she was a girl and how um, she would do absolutely anything to win this game. And you know, like she would like throw all the cards up in the air to like distract you and then she'd run and race and get to the tree first. That's me. I will do whatever <laughs> it takes to win. And anything like any kind of treachery or or subterfuge, <laughs> like I will do that. And I like don't put it past me on a woo to like plan out ahead of time, like I don't know, a fake car accident, like as we're starting the game, <laughs> for all of you to like be distracted by and then me, oh come steal your pillow while George is and stun. You know, I would hundred percent do that. If you know me. It is. And oh, this I is, love that. It's true. And like people, I love, I love it when people on Twitter like always say, like, they're like, oh, Brianska fail, Brianska fail, Brianska fail. Historically, it's a bad bet to bet against Brianna <laughs> Wing. It is. It is. Historically, it's not a good idea. So, Georgia Dow, you would go down. I, I, and I, I figure that it would probably it would probably end with Mike and I getting eliminated immediately, Georgia losing oh, by some sort, yeah. of, some sort of injury TKO. And and then Brie coming out. Either victorious. that, or I would like communicate with Micah ahead of time, like the 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 Hunger Games. Oh, collusion! Be like, okay, okay, right. Okay, we're in a pack together, yes. right? So I'm going to I'm going to like tall. yeah, that's right. So I'm going to distract Georgia. Tall? I'm going to distract Georgia, and then you're going to come up and then steal her pillow. Get it? And just take it, <laughs> and it'll be great. 
Uh, <laughs> I'll just uh, reach over the top of both of them. Yeah. Mental Snap. note, never play diplomacy with Bree. <laughs> don't I do have it. that game. I haven't started yet. No, don't ever play it, Georgia. Just just, just go Why? and take it in the backyard and burn it. Just Why? never play that game. It's what? great. Yeah, it's great if you want to destroy all of your friendships and relationships. It's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Coming up next week, we all play that game on this show. <laughs> that'll that'll be an eight hour episode where we all end up hating each other at the end. It'll be fantastic. Why would you? It's 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 not beanbag. It's <laughs> diplomacy. Like so, listeners, so you don't know about this show. The whole way it, the game works is like you make secret conversations and pact to betray other people. Oh, this sounds terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I, I played it once in college and never, never again. It's Henry Kissinger's favorite game, and, and we had we had risk sessions in in college too that ended it usually ended in tears. So I love not me risk. usually, but sometimes. I love risk. Yeah. Uh, okay, so one more question from uh, BJ Curtin. Is Bayonetta 2 okay for an eight-year-old? My son plays the demo to death no, and is desperate for the no, full game. No, no, yeah. don't let him see that and play that and pick up those ideas of what women are. My God, don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, she's using attacks with her hair and, you know, like she's getting naked for special attacks and, like, using, like, everything she says is just dripping with sex. Uh, you know, you don't... I mean, Georgia, you'd probably have a better opinion about this to me, but it seems like that's going to affect how a child views women. I mean, am I wrong about that? No, I, I think that you're right. I think that it's also the way that um, people view sexuality and what it is to to be um, a woman and what you will be attracted to. I think that, um, like, the unfortunate thing is that when your mind is young and developing, you don't have the same skills to be able to understand what is context, what is satire, what is supposed to be over the top. They don't understand these things. We can understand and say, oh, they're actually, this is actually a play upon this. This is over-sexualizing. This is supposed to be a social commentary. They take things very, very literally. And so because of that, you might not understand what someone else um, imbues from it. And with children, you want them to have a better knowledge of the world before you put them in situations that they may not understand or may misinterpret and then believe that that's the way to be. And so I, I would say that it is probably not appropriate at that age. Um, and, you know, as, as your child gets older and you know your child better than we do, then it's something that's better. I, I'm always a little bit careful about um, the way that, that women and, um, you know, different minorities and other things are portrayed in whatever I let my children see because I want them to have a very open mind going into the world and I want them to really think about other people and people that are dealing with many different um, disabilities or difficulties with empathy, thought, and care. And then, you know, as they become a little bit more critical and questioning of what they consume then you know different commercials and different things and different movies will be appropriate for them and so i'm i'm careful to that and i always have a discussion if something suddenly comes on that might be more racy or that might be stereotyping or that um because they will just think that that that's the world they won't question it and so i make sure to have that discussion as well with them 
I, I was just saying, I think that it's important to lay a base to like lay down the, the thing that, you know, that, that shows, shows what, I don't know, the, the good stuff first. And then, so, so kind of like, I mean, frankly, what you're saying, mm-hmm. Georgia, if you get that, yeah. that proper mindset in place and the mindset that says, you know, that everyone is different and, and, um, that no one is an object or no one is, you know, this one thing, then that helps whenever we then introduce more challenging, um, exactly. media into their lives. And they can use what they know and build upon that as opposed to just letting them launch right into it and then, you know, f- forming basically a false foundation uh, that they base everything else on. And that's that's not a good idea. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like I like and it's funny because nudity is not the problem. It's the hypersexualization of that nudity. So like my kids watch Naked and Afraid, which is like a show of like a survival show and everyone's naked um, and it's treated like it's just normal and like people are treated like people though they're naked. And so it's, you know, I want to give them a base that that's not something that they should gawk at or stare at or that women are only body parts and or men. And, um, and then, you know, you, you, then when they, when they deal with that, they'll have a little bit more of a base. All right. I, I think this is probably a good place to wrap it up. What do you, what do you think? We got to let, uh, let Mike rest his voice and let, let Bree get some rest. I'm so. just getting started. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just getting you wound up for NPR is really all we're doing. That's right. I, I could do it, Georgia. You listen to me tomorrow on NPR. <laughs> I, I, I swear I'm going to do this. Will you send me I'm a I'm going to just drop Georgia Dow syndrome into the comments. But if I do this, <laughs> isometric listeners, you have to promise me you're not going to write NPR and tell them this is Brianna was punking NPR. Don't tell them because they'll never. I've already been on six times. I want to make it seven. Like, don't tell them, okay? <laughs> See, you see, here, here, Georgia, pretend to be NPR with me. Ask me a question. What if okay, we follow okay. up? Okay. Bree, we would like to ask uh-huh. you about how uh-huh. you feel about um, women in game developing. You know, um, it's a really hard problem. You know, what we have in our industry is uh, it's a very one specific type of game. It's, you know, this, this typical Georgia Dow style of game that's kind of permeated our industry <laughs> for the last 30 years. And it's typically a very, see, see, you just think I know what I'm talking about. You think you know what I'm talking It's NPR. They're like, I probably checked this woman out. It's going to be okay. Oh. oh my gosh! Yes, yes, the Georgia Dow style game. Yes, the Georgia Dow games have a lot of problems. This is must. Uh, oh, I seriously hope so this funny. happens. <laughs> well, so we'll um, all be listening to NPR to uh, to hear the Georgia Dow era of game development uh, coming <laughs> ushered into being. Yeah, this kind of extreme killer. Georgia oh, Dow funny. style violence is just—it's—it's it's got to stop in our field. I'm very, very concerned. Listen. What you need uh, to do is make yourself aware of parents of different game ratings. Yeah, there's E for everyone. GD, don't ever let them play that rating. Burn it. Burn it in the air. Put it in fire. The GD rating. GD. Sounds like a disease. Oh, my God. Does, it, does anybody else have anything else to plug before we uh, before we let these people go? Other than other than uh, Bree's impending NPR appearance, obviously. Yeah, watch that. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> It's gonna be great. Do y'all uh do y'all wanna hear the trailer from Rub Sixty? Like I know you all saw it. Can we play it for our listeners? Like the the audio that we recorded? Yeah, you want me to to like put that in at the end? 
we could play it right now. And uh, yeah, so okay, so if you don't remember, we had uh, Bonnie, yeah Bonnie Gordon on uh, the show a few weeks ago, and just out of nowhere, I asked to record this line. It was like, "She's in my sights. It's holiday." Oh yeah. And we actually edited that into the trailer. And I can't release the trailer, oh, even it. though uh, people have been, like, hacking our game uh, site and, like, like our internal network at GSX. And, like, the trailer has already been leaked onto the Internet, which is a really weird occurrence for me. But here's the audio from our trailer that's coming out very soon. The things you've seen you don't come back from. She's a traitor. You can't trust her. Target is in my sight. It's holiday. I know you've suffered an intense loss. This is not a routine request. You're looking at a world war, Holiday. You can't come with us. I loved it. I was going to say boom, too. Okay, Mike, are you like my twin? Are, I loved it. We're twins. It we're sounded twins. epic. Really? Yeah, I, it really, really Like, Mike, and now it's getting creepy because I was gonna be like, <laughs> I like, that's creepy now. Now it's getting a little bit too much. We're going to have to find out our, our, our genealogy. Yeah, we probably should look that up. It's Jeff Canada over on Five by Five. Kind of sounds he, like a Vulcan yeah. in that, and like in his delivery, which so I really good. like. Yeah, he he's such a warm person. And then I'm like, so he came in, and we're like, okay, we need you to be like you're torn apart emotionally. And he's a real actor, and he he did that. So uh, he has an amazing range. And when uh, Rev sixty two comes out, we uh, we cast him for Chase. He's going to be absolutely awesome. So very oh, excited awesome! About I'm glad that. you found yep. somebody for that role. That's because you've been talking about that for a long time. Yep. Yep. All right. We got in the chef. We got yeah. in the chef. Yeah. So, um, so go ahead and, uh, and you can find the show notes for the show and every show at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometric show.com. You can send, uh, call your questions in to three, three, nine, three, six, eight, eight, three, one, nine. We will get, uh, more voicemails on the show next week, or you can send us, uh, questions either written or with audio clips to, uh, feedback at isometricshow.com. Uh, you can also rate and review the show on iTunes. Uh, we appreciate Please that. Please do lot. that. Um, and we are, as always, part of the amazing Relay FM network. Assuming Stephen lets us stay on the on the air on the network after we uh, ambushed him <laughs> on the show. And you can. This is the last show. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good and Bree. Where can people find you? Uh, Space Cat Girl. <laughs> In Georgia, where can people find you? At Georgia underscore Dow and anxiety dash, not emoji slash whatever else, dash <laughs> videos.com. And, and Micah, where can people find you and send you chicken soup over the internet? If you're looking to find me on the internet, I'm at <laughs> Micah Sargent online. So thank you as always for listening and isometric workers transform and roll out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a man,